0: Hi and welcome to a very special quirking. It is a podcast about what makes quirking special. Everything is in the name. Uh, we're crystal clear, total transparency here. And this month, we're welcoming Ann Kirby from the candy factory. I was explaining to her how I would make the mistake with the candy shop, and I didn't. So, anyway, we're <laughs> not making or selling candies, so don't get no. too disappointed the hours. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for being here with us today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Love talking about co-working, so good yes. to be here.
0: And uh, so we were talking about the name of Candy Factory, and it is indeed an old factory, correct?
1: It was. So our, mm. our current location is not, but we started in an old candy factory, which was called Keppel. And uh, we were there for four years. It was a great space to incubate, and then we moved to our current location in 2014. So we've been doing this a long time, and we did start in an old candy factory.
0: Oh, so that was the start yeah. of everything.
1: Kind of. <laughs> we had I had started a a networking group called the Creative House of Lancaster because I'm based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. grew that grew that group for three years, so a community for three years before opening up a physical space. And so, on day one, we had an amazing community already built. Um, found the candy factory location, stayed there, like I said, for four years, and then moved to mm-hmm. our current space, which. Uh, We house about, it's like a 25,000 square foot warehouse um, campus.
0: And so everything started with an actual candy factory, but I guess it's not only the space that made you want it to, that made you want to open your own space, right?
1: Yeah, no, the space came after building the community. Um, It was not an if we build it, they will come kind of philosophy. It was very Mm -hmm. much... Um, a networking group and out of that group I was working from home my backgrounds in design and marketing and mm-hmm. I identified that there was a lot of the members of this group who were also working from home and felt isolated and needed a space to be able to collaborate so I started researching co-working and I love everything about it I love mm-hmm. the community building uh, focus and I was like Lancaster needs this and so I started scoping out places so the space came after we identified that there was there was an actual need for this in our community and um mm. and then it, we've just organically grown over the last 13 years
0: mm. so it started from that networking group which i guess you invited to go did you have your own space from the beginning or did you like make up meet up at some cafes or at some people's place or yeah so
1: um this will age me a little bit but (laughs) um, when I was when I was on MySpace before Facebook opened up to the public so 2000 I was on
0: MySpace too
1: Yeah, MySpace is fabulous. I loved it because you could search for people in your community with similar interests. And Mm -hmm. so I wasn't originally from Lancaster area. So I did a search for people with interest in design, marketing, writing, photography, things like that. I sent five strangers a message like, you don't know who I am, but I want to start this meetup group. And uh, we would actually meet up in alternative spaces. So we would meet up usually in bars and places like that. Um, and then the group just grew. Went from twenty people to forty to eighty, and just kind of expanded beyond that. And we identified that I was filling. There was a there was a void. There was a need for a space and uh, for people to come together and collaborate and network in a in a kind of a less traditional way, more casual, more friendly, mm-hmm. more about building relationships. Um, yeah. And so the candy factory was born out of the creative house of Lancaster with the same philosophy of. We're here to support each other. We're here to grow together. Um, we're here to to collaborate and be open to those kind of things. And so, um, mm-hmm. what's been so wonderful about the Candy Factory is that the space started small and has grown over the years, um, mm-hmm. based on what the members' needs are, not me dictating what they should have, um, but what they they've what they need actually.
0: Okay, so the needs evolved around. Uh with time uh, and the very beginning you were you were talking about uh, another initiative you had the creative lancaster or something like that
1: mm-hmm. yep yeah so i mean that was the group that originally mm-hmm. formed and it was just mm-hmm. it, like i said it was just a meetup and it was an amazing group yeah. of creatives but what we I, like, identified is that there was more than just creatives coming to the table we started having you know attorneys mm-hmm. and accountants and other people who were looking for community and we're, i was like, oh, okay it's not just exclusive to creatives like others are looking for community as well. And how, how do you create a space where people feel comfortable being themselves as well as an opportunity to connect Mm -hmm. and network. And so that's always been the mission of the candy factory is, is to be a place where people can come together, be authentic, um, socialize as well as be very productive. So we obviously provide all the resources you need to be productive and grow a business or, you know, we say we save you from isolation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a remote worker and you're working from home, it can be very isolating and distracting. Um, if you're trying to grow a business and you need the resources yeah. or a physical space or an address, things like that, we provide all those resources. But really what's special is the people um, here at the Candy Factory. Mm-hmm. And most co-working spaces will say that. It's it's definitely the community that makes them unique.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so interesting because, as you were saying, you went from – uh, networking event to meet up to being from to hoping from places to places to having your own space but why exactly quirking why not we were talking before going live about search place third places why not another kind of third places like a club or cafes or a bar
1: well, I was self-employed and I needed a space to be able to work as well. And my network uh, coming from the Creative House mm-hmm. also needed that. They needed the resources, um, the office space, the the address. Um, mm-hmm. So those things were, were needed. And we, we had a lot of great cafes in our community already. So um, co-working was missing. We were the first co-working space in central Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. fairly large area. Um, it really hadn't in 2010, it was still fairly new concept, yeah. uh, especially Yeah. Especially for our area. You, you had it in big cities like Philadelphia. There's a really great place called Indy hall. Alex Hillman has done an amazing job with that location. Mm -hmm. They opened a few years, you know, they opened years before us. And I was able to actually, you know, talk to Alex about like, before Mm -hmm. I opened, like what, what you're doing and how Mm -hmm, is this mm -hmm. happening in Philly and to be able to bring that to Lancaster of like Lancaster city is only about 60,000 people. It's not huge. We'd be considered Mm -hmm. small, you know, um, but our membership is over 300 people at the candy factory, which is great for a city of our size. Um, It just speaks to how great the community is, but we really needed some of those more traditional resources. And so co-working definitely fit what the the city needed at the time. Um, Plus I love everything about co-working. Co-working is community working together, the co and the work. There is no hyphen in between co-working. (laughs) Um, And that really truly is because it's, it's a, so much about building community and i'm a community builder and so it's just in my nature to want to do that which Mm -hmm. you really can't do if you're providing like trying to sell coffee or alcohol or something like that Mm. it's just a different it's a different exchange
0: it is and you know i was thinking why not do all of them together you have a cooking space with a bar with a cafe i haven't heard people have a church or a nursery they do everything Well, we actually do have, we
1: have like a cafe in our main hall. It's a very Mm -hmm. much a cafe vibe, but everything is free. I mean, it's, there's no fee for it. Um, It just comes with your membership. For example, we have a large espresso machine, like commercial grade, Members can get trained on how to use it, so they can make espresso for other members if they're going to make it for themselves. Um, we do have a childcare care component. Uh, we have a, a, a six-floor clubhouse, social club with a bar, but all of that is free. It's all included with membership.
0: And That's amazing. But before, I, I really want to talk more about that there. Yeah.
1: Right now, I'm
0: wondering... <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm wondering one thing: What made you take the leap? Because you can be inspired, you can be passionate about coworking, but what made you actually open the first space?
1: Um, there, it's so hard to to even I articulate know. the the <laughs> the. the um, the why in a way because it's it almost was like when I Mm -hmm. started researching co-working and we follow kind of the model that came out of California Mm -hmm. which is really about openness accessibility collaboration community the philosophy sustainability like this philosophy of like we are here together because we're better together and that's Mm -hmm. very much ingrained in me and um I just I was super passionate about this city needs this kind of space yeah. to bring people together and not just to work. We're, we're together to, to do so many other things. Uh, we host so many different events in our space. Um, and so just craving community and seeing that there was others who craved it. And I was like, this has to happen. Like, it's not even a matter of like, should it happen? It's going to happen. We have to make this happen. And, um, so, and I had been eyeing this one awesome warehouse. This was the old candy factory and it was rough. I mean, this was, this was a great place to incubate because mm-hmm. it was cheap. I mean, it was this kind of cool, funky warehouse, but it had its problems and challenges. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I would say to members is like, Hey, we're going to start off with just the bare minimum. This is not your flashy. We work by any means we are completely different, um, but we're going to grow together and we're going to add resources as we need them. And so it was a community effort and so just having that energy around you and just being like yes this this needs to happen was what you know drew me to it and and gave me the energy to do it and we found the space and opened within 6 weeks and mm-hmm. so it was quick and it was it was fun and everyone collaborated and everyone painted and put furniture together and it was it's a community effort from the very beginning mm-hmm. And it's been a community effort for 13 years. So when people say, oh, and you've done a great job, it's like, no, this is a community effort. Mm-hmm. My team is amazing. This is not just me. This is, I have a vision. I I, I want to see this grow, but it's very much being able to tap into what are the needs within the community and listening. just mm-hmm. getting feedback, listening to people and being like, oh, yeah. do we really need that? Well, no, maybe we don't, but we need this. And so how do we collaborate to make that happen? Mm-hmm. So- yeah it's
0: it's been a great journey yeah and it links back to what you were saying about the needs of the community evolving uh across time Mm -hmm. that you had one need over the other and bit by bit you get the feedback because you're co-working with them so you see them every day and you're seeing the changes and what changes you have to prioritize and to actually implement
1: for sure, and and also, you know, what can you do with the resources that you have? So some mm-hmm. things don't happen right away. You might like the childcare was on the wish list, right? It was on the wish list for.
0: 10 I heard years, it's really right tough to have the childcare. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean, it can be really challenging. Our model is is like two hour blocks. It's more like babysitting, like glorified babysitting. It's not like a full daycare center. It's similar to like what you'd get at a gym, and that makes it very accessible. But when there's not supervised care. Um, parents can just go work in there with their kiddos. So sometimes it's just needing a break of you know change of scenery. Um, And there's workstations for the parents and the kids can play and you can do play dates in there with other members, kids. And it's just, it's a really nice way to be family friendly which we identified really quickly was a need. Like I have two kids and I was just like, we need this. I'm self-employed, I needed assistance with childcare, like all of these things. We're not exclusive to just my needs, but just in general, the community needed that. And so supporting women is also really important to me Mm -hmm. as a woman run business. Um, So how we support women, especially in business. So giving them the resources they need and childcare is definitely one of those things.
0: Uh, I'm wondering, do any people complain? Do kids or babies scream a lot and then there's some tension in the open space? because uh, one wants to focus and the other is like, ah, I have the kids today.
1: Well, so we do have a a play area that's set aside. That's its own space um, Mm -hmm. in the building. So it's not just out in the open. Um, And then we have 25,000 square feet. So we're like, go somewhere else. Like there's tons of space space to spread out. You Mm -hmm. You do not need to be near children at all. In fact, we have an entire other building with our media studio and stuff, and you can go work on that side. So, um, it's never been it's never been disruptive. You know, again, a lot of our members have kids, and so it's just kind of part of the norm that there's going to be children in the space. It's kind of like dogs; we're pet friendly. So it's it's yeah, understood I was getting, well, that to ask about dogs,
0: man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. So it's understood that we're family yeah. friendly and we're we're dog friendly um, as long as the dogs are friendly as well. Um, and so you can you can co-work. It's a kid, this yeah. very professional space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kids, that would be really um you can be very productive mm-hmm. in our space and, and never see a child or never see a dog, but if you don't want to, there's there's more than ample space this to way.
0: go. I was wondering if there is any office where you can see kids around uh just because ah, they're family friendly, you know. Uh, it's very special, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's really part of providing the resources of the community needs, right? Yeah. I um, find it family is is thing and and we are family right so mm. like we really bring our members in as like hey you're joining a family not everyone will partake in that way not everyone will be as like oh yeah this is my co-working family but a good percentage do because that's how we mm-hmm. position ourselves and and so if you're if you're part of a family a family includes all of these other things and so uh, why wouldn't we be family friendly
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. I heard a lot also that people, automa- members, not members, but people interested come in, they automatically qualify, disqualify themselves based on the vibes, the energy they experience when they first enter the coworking. And then maybe they try, you know, a day or something like that, but they know instantly if this is for them or not
1: totally and we know that we're not the right spot for everyone Uh, Mm. we refer to co-working spaces all the other co-working spaces all the time it's um you're gonna walk in you're gonna get our vibe right away um -hmm. you're gonna get our vibe on our social on our website and so Mm. if it's not your thing then you're gonna probably um filter out pretty quickly if you if you even do sign up so um we try to be very transparent we're very mm. upfront about this is who we are and this might be a good fit it might not be a good fit and that's okay because there's a lot of other options out there for you and yeah. um, we don't ha- we don't have to be a one size fits
0: all kind of thing so no that's true One yeah. size fits. and all. we like it that way mm. yeah yeah i'm wondering why that expression like Even exist, you know, it makes uh, a little sound when you talk about (laughs) it. And I was thinking, "Mm, weren't you scared at first to refer people to other spaces that you would lose maybe members or that uh, the competition, you know, would be uh, crushing?
1: Yeah. Well, so um, since we were the first in the region, we didn't have a lot of like what we would say competition for a while. But um, I look on any other co working space as a potential collaborator. Uh, we hosted the first PA Co working Alliance conference at the Candy Factory in 2018. We're bringing that back. We have a great relationship with other co working spaces throughout the state. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage any co working space to to. Um, to consider themselves collaborators and not competitors of, of other co-working facilities and communities because there's so much more again we can do together versus uh, competing against each other yeah. um also because every space has its own vibe we were just talking about mm-hmm. that. Is like i've never walked into a co-working space that felt like another co-working space everyone is different every community is different because it's shaped sure. by the people in the place—it's mm-hmm. um, not—it's you can't just take the candy factory and replicate it um, in another community because it's unique to who is here. So, um, yeah, I would encourage everyone to to consider each other collaborators and not competitors. And so, referring mm-hmm. is easy because we also in in Lancaster we're pretty unique. We're probably mm-hmm. the only co-working space that has community really at the forefront. Um, A lot of the other spaces tend to be more kind in in Lancaster specifically, tend to be a little more kind of corporate or rent a desk kind of um, spaces. And so if someone's looking for that vibe or looking for a private office and we can't facilitate, we're happy to to refer them to those other locations. Uh, But in our region, We have some really amazing spaces, Pursuit in Harrisburg, Rock Candy, which we helped start in Lyditz, Pennsylvania, um, the Grotto in York. And so we are always collaborating with these other spaces. Mm -hmm. And our members, part of the Coworking Visa Program, if you're not familiar with that, it's a global network of coworking spaces, um, and our members can use... The visa program globally when they travel and so they can do that regionally as well and throughout mm-hmm. the state and it's a real it's a real benefit and to be part of the co-working visa program um is free and so a co-working space just has why to do it. it yeah yeah <laughs> i know why wouldn't you do it so um yeah collaboration over
0: competition
1: is is our motto for every sure every day
0: of the week it's more like a yeah. network of spaces where We can help each other, refer each other and learn from each other because uh, we talked about it before as well. Uh, I know you're part of a program with other spaces and other members and a community of community as I like to course Yes. And actually, so um, it's such a great community.
1: So Kat Johnson has built this co-working mm-hmm. lab. Um, she's she's well known for her co-working combos, which she does every month, which are free and open to any co-working space to participate, um, any aspiring um, space. But she has like a paid lab um, as well that I'm part of. And it's just this resource, this rich resource for co-working uh, facility managers um, or founders. And you can just collaborate and network with coworking spaces globally, and so what she has built is really impressive. And so, I do suggest when I, I talk to people all the time who are opening up coworking spaces yeah. or, or starting the process, mm-hmm. and I say, you know, check check out her resources. It's amazing. There's the coworking wiki, which is also amazing. The more tapped in you are with the global coworking movement. The more powerful, um, you know, your coworking uh, space and, and experience will be, because we learn so much from what's happening in other spaces. Oh yeah, and the pandemic, yeah, the pandemic was a great example of that, because we were able to have conversations with coworking spaces that were mm-hmm. experiencing things before we were, and how were they adapting? How oh, yeah. were they pivoting? And how were we doing it on our end? Um, and so that's the importance of the the broader co-working community um, and those that participate. And what's so great about uh, Kat's um, community that she has built, which is mostly virtual, is the fact that it's a lot of independent spaces. Mm -hmm. And so we're an independent, you know, woman-run co-working space. And um, it's nice to be able to have conversations with other independent spaces that are not just large chains. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going back to uh, your core value or your core, uh, yeah, now value, uh, independent, woman-led, woman-owned, uh, family-friendly, pet-friendly, third place. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Third place, as well as a great business resource. Like we, mm-hmm. we just posted a great blog about how co-working, how our space, in particular, uh, supports entrepreneurs, because there's so many resources and someone who's thinking about starting a business or who just started a business, I encourage them to check out what co-working spaces are in their community. Yes. Seek that out because it is such a great resource. Not only does it give you a place to work and meet with clients and address all those kind of things, it gives you a network, an immediate network of people who are interested in what you're doing. You can talk about your idea, who you can get feedback from, who you can get resources, who you can hire for services. It is such an amazing, amazing resource within communities um, as a business resource. And so not only just for remote workers, everyone thinks remote workers right now because of the pandemic and this and, you know, what we're experiencing on the remote side. Um, mm-hmm. And the future of work, as we were talking about, but just small business and how they can benefit established businesses. We have members who have their own office space, but are still members yeah. of our facility because it gives them access to this rich network.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as I see, we're going to the end. I have to, to cut a bit short because I have so many other questions. Yeah. But the first one is what are the future needs? Why are you planning for uh, the future? In, uh, to founder. So, yeah.
1: Well, we are, we are going to be expanding. So we're looking to open up neighborhood mm. clubs within our community. Because we're like, how do we reach the little different parts of our community? Yeah. And each club's going to have a different theme. So our next club that we're looking at, which will be very close to our current facility, will have more of a wellness theme. So thinking mm. about longevity, um, especially focused on women and women's health, um, resistance training, those kind of things. So we've noticed that like there's this real need in our community for a place for people to gather um, and focus on those specific things. So it would be a co-working space specifically, not just for businesses in that space, but it will definitely cater to businesses who serve any kind of wellness, um, com- you know, service or component. So yeah, yeah. we're very excited for that. Um, and that's kind of naturally grown out of
0: the needs of our community. So yeah.
1: we're excited for what's to come and we're hoping that's going to be in the next year or so.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I was wondering, wellness, because you could have thought about um, providing wellness services to your members. Or when, well, maybe they could do it, but also fostering, supporting the wellness community is also yeah. part of it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, since we're going to none, uh, this one last question I'd like to ask is about uh, anything you wanted to talk about and we didn't uh, approach yet. Uh, uh, oh, man. Oh, I did. Too many. I, 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 I did. I did. Yeah, I did say
1: this, and I do think it's really mm. important is that people need to support these small independent co working spaces mm. within their community because they are very powerful. And I know some spaces have struggled, especially coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's really important to support these businesses, to support the independent small business in general, uh, co-working or not co-working, um, and encouraging people to step out of their comfort zones. You know, coming out of the pandemic, people have created new habits. And those new habits aren't necessarily healthy for you. And you've got to get out of that home. You've got to get out of the habits. You've got to get out and and, and start socializing again. And the U.S. in particular is going through a loneliness epidemic like we have a real issue with isolation and loneliness and mental health and we are here to help be um you know a solution to some of those problems so if you're suffering from isolation if you feel lonely seek mm-hmm. out co-working it really truly can get you plugged into your community <laughs>
0: talking about community uh, i'm just checking the chat and we have uh Asma here from linking saying hello so people are watching hello to everybody hello to asma. I know she's uh, coming by uh, regularly now and nice. uh, and if people want to contact you, what's the best way to uh, to reach out
1: to check reach out well you can check out what's happening at the candy factory um which is co-working in lancaster.com but you can also check us out on instagram we have a great instagram it's at co-working we got that we were so early on we were able to get the the username at co-working uh, which is great and then also linkedin so if you want to hit me up um, on linkedin and connect that way i'm always happy to make new connections
0: mm-hmm. i add the link in the comment and just before uh saying goodbye so There's one last command from uh jason talking about the, the <laughs> candy factory a member i suppose it's very sweet.
1: yes and member for a long time we're very lucky to have members who've been around for 13 years which is pretty incredible it so uh, yeah so shout out to jason who also is my uh partner in life Aww, that's <laughs> and cool. he is And very sweet. And he, um, he is, he has helped
0: make the candy factory what it is today. Yeah. Like you were saying, it's, it's a family.
1: It's a family for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This was great.
0: Well, thank you so much, Anne, for everything you've been sharing.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. This is so such a great resource. And so thank you for what you're doing within the co-working world and, and helping kind of drive the conversation because it's an important one to have. It
0: is. It is. And it's like you said, it has to be done. So you're just doing it.
1: Yes, that's <laughs> excellent. So congratulations.
0: Thank you. You too. <laughs> well, on that note, goodbye and see you next month.
1: Thanks, Manny. Appreciate it.